one sentence, knowledge brings credibility. Definitely. So um, I think it's part of what we do is to contribute to the industry with knowledge. And, and research is a part of that, right? In, in, our, in our industry, science is, is a part of that. So you've got to, you have to base your, your decisions, your product development, your strategies need to be based on what the field needs. So, hi everyone. Uh, welcome to another Wisenetics podcast episode. I am Ricardo Fivian, business development lead at Wisenetics, one of the main players when it comes to technical content production in the livestock business. I'm a gold medalist in graphic design and world skills, uh, the largest uh, comp uh, skills competition in the world. I got my bachelor's in design and visual communication, and in the past 10 years, I've been adventuring myself in multiple industries uh, from communication and marketing, branding to business and also education. Uh, the Wise Analytics podcast is a project that aims to create a platform for business and marketing leaders of the ag industry to share their ideas and visions about the industry, but also about the world and about themselves also. Why not? Uh, today, I have here with me Natalia Hengsterkamp. Natalia is the Director of Global Strategy at Crystal Spring Hog Equipment, a company that leads the hog industry in solutions with quality, innovation, and simplicity. Welcome, Natalia. Thank you, Ricardo. It's very, very nice to be here with you today. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, one thing that I always like to say in the beginning of our episodes is that I am not an English native speaker, so if you notice any mistakes, be patient. I am from Brazil, so I also my you know my language is Portuguese, but I'm doing my best here. So be patient. <laughs> and I am not either. I'm also a Brazilian, so it's going to be a Brazil to Brazil here today. So <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you're you're the first Brazilian I, I have here. So that's, oh, nice. that's a special a special episode. Uh, Natalia, for us to start uh, start here, I'd love if you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well. So I'm Natalia, like he kind of said, uh, it's been uh, seven years now that I've been working with Crystal Spring Hog Equipment. Um, three of those years have been here in the United States. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, even though I'm a native Brazilian. I'm married to an American who also works with us at Crystal Spring Hog Equipment. So um, we kind of live and breathe um, pigs here in our house. Um, I have an 11-year-old kid that, as any good Brazilian, loves soccer and keeps us very busy with all that. Um, and um, I've been working now for 25 years and have passed through different industries and different sectors, um, have worked with big multinationals, corporate America companies, and have worked with small family businesses and and that's pretty much who I am so that's great thanks for the introduction Natalia um, also for the audience to know a little bit more about Natalia um, I have a question here that usually it's not exactly about achievements but also experiences so what would you say are your top three achievements or experiences and what did you learn from those experiences yeah well I think as I mentioned on my introduction I've been working since very young 
um, and pass through through many um, industries and different kind of experiences. And I think um, one of my greatest achievements was transition between all those companies, realities, industries with hardly no issues. I usually say that um, when I worked um, in in the auto industry, people would say, oh, so you majored in engineering, right? And I was like, no. And currently I work with the hog industry and people say, so you're a vet, right? And I say, no. And that for me is a compliment because um, I was able to learn um, a lot about the different industries um, without necessarily, you know, being in the um being in the university or in the school for it, I used to say it's I, I lived the school of life, right? And and I think that's a great accomplishment. Um, also, management, managing people, managing relationships, um, especially in small family business, you know, uh, sometimes in big multinational companies, corporate America, you gotta you gotta be a little bit of a politician, right, to transition between. Uh, the big and the small, the egos and and the cultures and all that. But you know, it's also a challenge when you work for small companies because there is there is different ways to do things, and you have to have a component of um, almost trying to be part of the family. You know, trying to be part of what what they what they see for their business, the way they do their business, and 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 so. Those kind of, of transitions between relationships and just being able to um, throw yourself inside the company cultures, no matter what they are, I think they're they're always good good accomplishments. And and recently, like to mention the third one was um, I had the opportunity with Crystal Spring Hog Equipment to set up our our um, entity in Brazil, our subsidiary in Brazil. From the scratch, from from you know a non-existing company to a company that's now um, almost seven years in business in Brazil, uh, bringing bringing great solutions for the Brazilian markets, and I'm, I'm very proud of it. We're very proud to be part of it. That's nice. That's nice. I love how you brought uh, mostly in the first uh, experience about how you're able to adapt and you know. Learn to uh, learn to learn to learn today. I think it's a, an essential skill. Even if you're staying uh, in the same business uh, business segment, things are changing so fast nowadays that if you're not able to adapt, you're gonna be behind. <laughs> Even if you're yeah, staying in the same true. industry, uh, and I, I don't want to be repetitive because I had a uh, we had just had a, not another episode, and I was talking to Lasse. He's uh, works at Protecta, and one thing that came again as in the discussion discussion is that like it's not the strongest that survives it's the one that is able to adapt right the flexible yeah so yep. it's a very necessary skill nowadays in my opinion uh natalia so you've been through auto industry that that is a, a new thing for me i didn't know that uh but today working the hog hog business uh building equipments and uh you know creating this 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 equipment that facilitate the, the the life of producers so looking to what you see today how how do you think your parents would describe what you do today <laughs> oh they probably would say um 
that I uh, talk about feeders all the time and and bant, how do I bent and weld metals and and every once in a while or a lot I come home very stinky. My parents and my son would say that. <laughs> Um, they are not farmers. Uh, they are not from this world. So that that's probably how they would describe what I do nowadays. And, you know, and she posts a lot of pictures with pigs that they would probably say that too. <laughs> yeah. She got her, her hands on. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> she's either, she's either in a barn with pigs or in the airplane going somewhere in the world. That's probably, you know, like the most weird cities ever because, you know, you don't go to like touristic cities when you work with pigs, right? You go to the like inner country kind of city. So that's that's probably how they would say in a very, very summarized way that that's what I do. So either either working with pigs or traveling to see pigs somewhere or else. Or flying to see pigs, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's interesting how you brought this about like talking about feeders all the time. Uh, so I had the opportunity for you, for you that is listening to us. I had the opportunity to meet with uh, Natalia a few times in person and also uh, uh, online, like we're doing right now. And it's really, really nice. One, uh, I remember one meeting we had one time, and Leandro, one of our partners here, was in the meeting also. And it's really nice to see that even though you don't have this. Uh, academic background in the industry yeah how your eyes sh uh, shine when they talk when yeah. you're talking about these yep. technical things technical <laughs> aspects about feeders uh one of the first meetings we had i was like i've been in the industry now for about a little bit more than one one year and a half so i'm pretty brand new lots to learn still and it was really nice to see like how you were bringing and uh, you, the motivation you brought with yourself like discussing this thing so yeah, great, and then great. you add Leandro to that, and then we just, it's like geeking out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Leandro, yeah, exactly. So there was a ping <laughs> we pong. We were just you know. geeking out about production numbers and things like that, so, yeah. Yeah, was a good <laughs> one. Uh, so, uh, Natalia, I always ask this question about the parents, because usually, especially nowadays with the new professions that are showing up in the world, uh, sometimes it's hard for people to explain other people's uh, professions. For example, yeah. I'm a designer uh, by, you know, by, my education was in this uh, design. Right now I'm working as a business development lead, but, and I always thought that it was really hard for my parents to describe that. And the reason why, why I asked that is that, you know, to transition from an introduction session where we are getting to know a little bit more about you to a part of our podcast when we discuss more about marketing and about business. Uh, and I would like to start here with a question about marketing. Uh, today, as you mentioned, you do a lot of a lot of stuff from visiting farms, uh, working, uh, knowing, you know, studying the feeders uh, to being present in social media, posting photos. You you do a a whole a whole you have a whole uh, interaction with your business, like your multitasking, you can say. In terms of marketing, okay, so uh, what do you think are the essential marketing tactics today uh, for for Crystal Spring? And what what are those tactics that you have in your toolbox? Yeah. Yeah, well, again, like you said, I manage our, our global strategy and, and part of that is, is managing all our marketing efforts. Um, and I think 
I'm I'm very basic in how I how I I see our marketing um, and and the tactics and tools that I have, and it's mainly three things in my opinion. It's research, planning, and consistency. So you have to research um, to understand your market and to be able to see what your public, your consumers, your audience wants from from your products and your company as a whole. Then then you got a plan because whatever marketing um, areas that you decide to to act upon or whatever strategies you decide, they have got to be like going along with what your overall strategy is. And so planning is is basic so that you have a story to tell as a company. Um, and that's what marketing does for you. And so that progression needs to be planned, right? You, still, you, you start telling your audience who you are, then you start communicating to your audience where you want to be, what you do. And, and so there's a whole progression that comes with that. And, and if you don't have planning around that and you don't stick to that planning, things can go pretty wrong. Um, and, and at the end, consistency, because you have to be out there um, communicating at all times. Uh, that communication needs to be consistent with your messaging, with your brand positioning. Um, and so I, I think those, those three things are, they seem very basic, but they work. You know, you don't, you don't have to go crazy, um, especially in our industry where you're dealing with, you know, producers, farmers, companies that are all, you know, oriented to ag, um, simplicity um, is is key to success in in the way we communicate our marketing. Yeah, you mentioned they are basic, but they are essential, right? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I'll start from the from the your your last word, which was consistency. That's that's something that I I've been learning now a lot in Wise and Addicts. Like most of times, you are in a position, you are in a scenario that you have many things to do many problems to solve and sometimes if you just wait for the perfect moment or the perfect content or like you know the the perfect thing to be posted in terms of uh copywriting design and everything you might put yourself in a position where you will not have a good consistency like sometimes uh of course we need always look to excellence in my opinion we are always trying trying to do our best but at the same time you need to do and uh, i i think doing brings us closer to to perfection and uh, you Absolutely. know uh, we definitely improve things with time so one thing that i've learned in the last one year or so is that the first step is the most important right it's uh taking uh, taking you out of inertia and then of course keep going have your have your consistency you know uh be aware that you need to be present in a uh, in the digital world. So, don't forget this. But also, this this is an industry where you need to have your uh, in person uh, efforts. Also, this is a this is a an industry that happens also happens a lot in the field. So you need to build your relations, be there, know your clients, visit them. But like, don't don't forget. Like, you need to find a balance and have both of you know both these worlds. Have happening and running, so consistency is key for that. 
the and now the first thing that you brought is research. So understanding the market, hundred percent necessary. Like that's how you're going to make your choice. That's how after you understand your market, you can do the planning you were mentioning. But uh, I would like to transition. Use this this research this word to transition to to my next question. Uh, after a few meetings with you, knowing you better, uh, I could learn that uh, Crystal Spring Hog Equipment is one of the uh, equipment companies for the industry that invests the most, I would say, in research. Now I'm not talking only about market research, but also about feeders, about how pigs they, how they behave and how, how changing one specific thing in your feeder, how it will impact the whole system. So um, I, I know that uh, research is a, is a key thing inside of uh, Crystal Spring. So my next question is, do you think that producing and sharing technical content is important for brand positioning? And I bring this with a link with research because I know you guys do a lot. Yeah. So do you yeah. think it's important and why? Absolutely. It's absolutely. Um, one sentence, knowledge brings credibility. Definitely. So um, I think it's part of what we do is to contribute to the industry with knowledge. And, and research is a part of that, right? In, in, our, in our industry, science is, is a part of that. So you've got to, you have to base your, your decisions, your product development, your strategies need to be based on what the field needs, Right. It doesn't do us any good to sit in a computer and come up with great engineering ideas that are not applicable or that will not help the life of a producer. So um, field research is, is basic and and those results are what what going to lead us into product innovation and improvements and all that. Um, and so sharing that content that we generate uh, through partnerships, through the our own researches or the research that we do with several universities around the world or with field producers, you know, around the world are, are fundamental because again, when you share knowledge, right, you create credibility, you create credibility in your story, you create credibility in your brand. Um, and that's how you differentiate, especially in the equipment company from everyone else that, that's just out there to sell a piece of band still. That's not what we do. We want to go, you know, ahead of that. We want to be ahead of the just being a feeder. Uh, we want to be like a complete solution that actually brings value um, to pig production worldwide. So, Perfect. Um, so you were just saying like how, how Crystal has their feet uh, in, on the field. And so, and you, in the beginning of your conversation, you also brought the, one of your achievements was that was helping to build this, uh, this company from, from zero in Brazil, right? Um, yeah. so this, this experience in the field brings you, uh, to the point where you can look to the context where things happen, right? It's not only about imagining the life of a producer, but seeing their, uh, truly situated, their, their real problems, their real challenges. Do you feel? Do you see a lot of difference, like from uh, our big farming in Brazil to Canada to United States, when it comes to feeders? And do do you guys like have anything that 
uh, goes deep in different lines for these different industries, or how how is it? Um, I think I think the technology and and the product is needed and applicable everywhere in the world. There's just different ways that they are used based on you know what the different places and and industry want. Um, but you know, we always say that we travel around the world and it doesn't matter if you're talking to a customer in, in the Philippines or in Mexico or in Brazil or in, you know, Quebec, Canada. Um, by the end of the day, farmers are farmers, you know, and, and they all want their pigs to perform. They all want um, to do it in a simple way, right? And and they, they all care a lot about what they do. So I think that that doesn't change, you know. They're they're very similar in in the way they 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 want to support this industry, and I think that we need to understand that and and base our our products and our innovation on that. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Natalia, next question I have here for you. So you create all this all this uh, you know you have you help to build all the all this this knowledge. When it comes to putting outside, bringing it to the audience, to the industry, producers, how does how does Crystal um, uses digital media to not only spread this knowledge knowledge, but also to build relationship with the audience? Yeah, um, I think I think uh, we share a lot of information, and um, it's critical for us to understand how to best share that information because not only you talk sometimes to, you know, vets and technicians that that are really knowledgeable and and can, you know, get all that research chart and fully understand what that means, but we also talk to producers, we also talk to barn managers and and I think that's the beauty of of what digital media brings to us because you have you have ways to communicate to both of those of those publics you just got to know how to how to create the information you know that that will make both worlds interested in what you're wanting to share um and and do it in a simple way that they really feel when they fi finish reading a paragraph or a two-page article that they really feel that they learned something, that they really feel that that's new information and that's going to be valuable and they're going to do something with it. Um, I, you know, communication needs to add value because if it's always more of the same, more of the same, eventually you're going to lose your audience, right? You're going to, the, the, the audience is totally going to lose interest in what you're doing. So um, we need to be like creating new content all the time um, and, and always being very um, responsible in the way that, that we share this information to make certain that it's actually teaching and adding value. Perfect, perfect. Uh, no, and it's for me today, when I think about this, it's all about, you know, education, people that want to be sold. And uh, again, I might repeat that a lot, <laughs> But that's the truth. Once you start being like, hey, once once you go with the traditional way, although things are changing a lot, uh, once you go with the really traditional selling approach, yeah. you lose all the traction. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right? Don't don't try to Absolutely. sell me. Uh, don't. Show me why why you're an expert, why you know things, why you know stuff, and then we can we can talk <laughs> business. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. 
so now a few questions about uh, business and productivity. Uh, what is the most imp um, most important lesson you believe you've learned in your career so far? Probably, I, I think based on what, what we discussed a little bit in the beginning when I was talking about my achievements is probably how to navigate, you know, people and, and, and cultures um, and, and how to... Um, how to do it in a way that that you find your your way to be part of that organization, um, that you're respected uh, by the pe people above you, and that you're admired by the people below you as as you know a leader and an example that that brings knowledge, that brings uh, uh, you know uh, things that are, that are good, and people go okay like. Let's make part of this team because I can I can build something with that. So I think that's that's really important. Okay, flexibility, uh, support, and soft skills. Um, and what's one lesson that your job has taught um, you that you think everyone should learn some in some point of their lives? Yeah, um, like the Japanese say, go to Gamba. You know, don't just <laughs> don't just stay on your desk behind your computer. Um, if you're working at a factory, go to the floor. If you're working at a farm, go to the barn. If you're, you know, just if you're in in marketing, go talk to people. Don't don't wait for people to come talk to you. Don't wait for the knowledge to come to you. Go seek that. Go seek that knowledge because. When, when you lead by example, um, everything is so much easier, you know, and, and, and you get to inspire people without even trying. Um, so I, I think that's something that this new generation, you know, the really, really young people that are coming are lacking. Um, and, and I hope um, that our generation that was led to do that, you know, learn how to do that, just, just keeps keep teaching the, the kids and, and this new generation to go do that, you know, not, not to try to learn from a video or try to learn, you know, just, just get out, get out of your house, get out of your school, get out of your work environment and, and go see for yourself, go seek knowledge for yourself. Um, I think that's very important. And I think everyone should learn to do that. Pure experience. Um, yeah, no, I was just, uh, I know there are different ways of doing things. Uh, you know, people manage their lives and professions in different ways. But one thing, two, two examples that I like a lot of successful entrepreneurs of our time. Uh, if you look to Elon Musk, and I know this is an extreme, like it's Elon Musk. <laughs> but if you look at him, most people in his position, they could be, I don't know, living anywhere where they would like and just getting involved through some uh, video calls and being part of boards and this kind of things. The guy basically lives in the factory floor, right? He's there all the time. That's where we, he, he can experience all, he can see all the bottlenecks uh, of his production. Th this is where we, he gets all the experience to improve his service, to make a better, you know, deliver a better product. And also Richard Branson, a guy that I just love is, he always brings this perspective of like experiment the product. He's never been, he said he, he hasn't been in any board meetings for the last, I don't know, 
20 to 30 years, I think. But when it comes to product, when uh, it comes to like the thing that the customers will be experiencing, that's where he gets involved. And most of people, I think in higher positions, sometimes they, they forget this. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, uh, I have one question here about productivity. Okay. So you probably have your routines and everything else. So what do you, uh, at what time of day do you get like the best work done? Oh, I'm like a get up in the morning person and, and start, um, when you work with the world, it's very hard to pick and choose, right? Um, sometimes I'm doing meetings at 3 a.m. in the morning with Asia. Sometimes, you know, at 6 a.m. I'm already talking to a customer in Europe. And um, so it, it's hard. Uh, you just got to keep pounding to be productive as much as you can. But um, usually the, you know, from from morning until lunchtime is when I when I get most of it done. It's the time I like to be very productive. Nice. And do you, do you have any techniques like, hey, uh, I I reserve two three hours of my day where I connect my telephone. Like I don't want I don't want to be bothered. So you can get like continuously doing things, or you're more one of those people who can you know jump from task to task, keeping productivity and not losing track. Like how how is it? Yeah. For you? Yeah, no, I multitask a lot and, and all of the time. I think um, the only times where I try to disconnect is beginning of the month when I'm doing, you know, finance, budget and and closings for our companies and a company and things like that. So that that would be like the only time when I'm dealing with numbers a lot. And I and I, you know, I rather just start and finish. Um, and so that that would be the only time where I'll put my all my messages and everything like on hold for two to three hours and just start, finish and get it done. Other than that, I am usually doing four to five things at a time at all times. And it's, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I could do any different. I, I love doing it. I just, I just love doing four things at a time. So <laughs> congratulations to you then. <laughs> uh, I need focus. If I, if I start, I have what they call like the deficit attention i don't know in english something designs but like if i start jumping to that uh, i never finish anything <laughs> marcia knows <that. laughs> uh so uh natalia now a little bit uh you know uh, it's our closing session now trying to learn more about you also but uh things suggestion things for life uh what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting their career Oh, uh, I would probably say, you know, find a, find a mentor, find examples, um, in the marketplace that, that you admire, um, and, and learn from them, ask questions, go, go seek knowledge and information and, and, and build yourself around, um, around a, a goal and, and, you know, looking for someone that kind of shows what you want to be in the future and just just go with that perfect uh so if you could be remembered for one thing what it what would it be probably that that person i worked with and taught me something okay okay good so uh, and final question here if you had to write a book tomorrow what would you write about wow that's a hard one um Probably, I would probably just 
just tell, share with people my, my story. You know, I'm, I am, um, I'm very proud of having, um, started working very young. I started working when I was 16. Um, I think my dad was one of my, my main mentors and supporters in this. Um, went to live by myself very young by choice, uh, started paying my bills very young by choice. Uh, you know, went to, went to school while I worked, um, which is something that people don't do very often nowadays. Um, still in Brazil, right? We do that a lot, but we don't see that a lot. Um, and I, I think, I think that shaped me in, in many ways, in the ways I do things, in the way I see the world, in the way that I learned, um, you, you know, faster because it was not only books, it was books and, 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 you know, real experience, real life experience. Um, so I'd probably write about that and, and, you know, leave, leave that kind of thing as a piece of advice for people that, that, you know, seek to build a career, um, and all that. So that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Natalia, thanks a lot for your participation here with us today. Uh, hopefully in the future, you might have more, uh, more options to talk again, uh, talk again. Once I am a better host, more prepared, we can have deeper conversations here. We're gonna, we're gonna keep in touch. Thanks a lot for your time. You're doing today. a great job for a rookie. Just keep it you up. See? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. I was like in the first episode, I was sweating, but now, now I'm sweating less than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing, uh, Natalia, where people can uh, find you online? Oh, sure. Um, I am on LinkedIn, Facebook, um, uh, and also if you go to our company's website, uh, crystalspring.com, there's going to be a, a, a link there to all our team members, and I'm going to be there. There's my, my phone, my email, WhatsApp, and I'm available all the time. So um, if you're interested in keep chatting um, and keep exchanging information, I'm I'm always available. That's perfect. Thanks a lot, Natalia. Thanks everyone that has uh, listened to us and see you in the next episode. Thank you again for the invite. See you.